Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials, and welcome back to The Toast. Happy Tuesday. Hope everybody's having a great day. It's like, uh, I don't even know how to describe today. Um, it's a weird day. Let's be real. It's a weird day. Hope everybody enjoyed yesterday. Oh, sorry. Hey, Jax. How you doing? I'm doing good, Claude. Thanks. I agree with you. It's a weird day. There's a lot going on here yep. in our studio. Of course, it is pub day for my children's book. Which we are going to celebrate. That's just a non-negotiable. I know you're like feeling like it's not important. I don't care. Jackie wrote it's a not book. That I'm feeling like it's not important. I feel like so many people are messaging me being like, you should still like promote it. And it's not like I feel awkward, you know. Because the only person I'd be offending is, I'd post is myself. Like, no one's going like, to cancel me. The, right. The people who do the canceling don't give a shit about what's going on. Right. So it's just that, like, I just don't, I'm not feeling it. Okay, well, I'm but feeling it for the both of us. I woke up this morning feeling it more. Like, camper and counselors stand with Israel. The whole bunk stands with Israel. No, it's so true, by the and way. It's a Zionist bunk. It's a heartwarming book, and we need some heartwarming things right now no and like you should be very proud it's I really am proud but i also feel like the book will, the book is out now you can buy it wherever you yeah, get your book it's also like kind of out of stock on amazon because it's so popular so we really can't even promote it that much well it is out of stock the first printing sold out the second printing arrives on thursday so if you get it on amazon now like you'll get it you'll by get friday it, yeah. uh but it's crazy so that's what i mean like the first printing sold out like i've sold a lot of books i can promote the book any other time we have books to sell like next week, the week after. Um, so it just felt a little less imminent that I go so hard today. But I am really excited. And I'm mostly excited to hear what you guys think about the book. If you pre-ordered the book, Barnes & Noble shipped it out this weekend. Let's talk about the unprofessionalism of Barnes & Noble. I'm kind of obsessed. Sorry. like Me too. Because also if you ordered it on Barnes & Noble, like you're not like other girls who just went to Amazon, you know, prime delivery. You're probably like a real... Um, Patron of literature. Because you know who ordered it on Barnes & Noble? Dana. And she's a patron of literature. Like I said, patron of literature. So she got it a few days ago, sneak peek. So if you ordered it on Barnes & Noble, you probably have it already. And I'm really curious to hear what people think. Jax, it's such a ray of light. I literally read it yesterday, like, sobbing. Sobbing. It's so good. I'm so proud of you. I hope everybody picks up a copy. It's The thing is, it is that book. You think it's not? But it is. It's really wonderful I've sent it to a few influencers too and they like sent me pictures of their kids like reading it so and loving cute. it and it's so nice to see just like kids with the book and enjoying it because it's it's for kids the illustrations are so bright and colorful 
the message is heartwarming you know the it's camper, a message of strength the counselor's not molesting the camper like oh my it's god very, it's very pure and we need more things like that in this world i was not expecting you to say <laughs> molest are you okay no like it's just i know what you pure. mean it's it's pure and it's joyous and it's sweet <laughs> I, that was it's a, good it's good it's good okay she said what she said so, and if you want to hear like what goes down, there's kind of like a, a crazy <laughs> moment in the children's book. Something happens at the lake that you're not going to see coming. And I think everyone's, we really gassed it up no, a lot. Guys, the craziest guys, thing happens at the lake. There's not, a pirouette. Okay. Like the lake is a pivotal scene for our camper. It's the arc of the story, some would say. It's yes. when she really begins to trust the counselor. It's like the bridge, you know? Yeah. It's like if there's a song, this is the bridge. But it's nothing that crazy. No, I think it's psychotic. Except you do get to see the counselor in a two-piece. Let's talk about the counselor. Let's talk about the counselor. The counselor character is extremely sexy. Honestly, the book is kind of like not pure, <laughs> like you said it was, because the counselor is very hot. Like, as counselors are. It's so true. And that's also like when you're a kid and you're, you're at camp and your counselor's like this older girl who like wears makeup. That really is the lens in which you see her. Like she could be a beast, but you look, <laughs> you look at her, you're like, oh my God, this adult, this gorgeous, like you, you really look up to her. Yeah. And she's yours. You know, when you're an eight year old, like what 18 year old cool girl is, is really talking to talking you. you, hanging out with so you, looking true. after you. But that's the beauty of camp and the bunk. It's like, that girl's taking care of you and she's going to show you her ways how to become like her. It's so true. It's so true. I just did Stassi's podcast yesterday. I think it's coming out this week and we were talking about camp because she's not a, a camp, camp person. person. Um, and I was just explaining to her like the role of a counselor in a camper's life. Also on Thursday we have our Redheads episode about camper and counselor coming out. I heard it's it's peak comedy. It's one of it's my favorite pod. No offense to the toast. Mm. Okay, I won't say it so generally. But like, yeah, I don't feel like we need to paint with broad strokes, you know? Like, okay. you just say what you're going to say. Top five, my favorite podcast episode I've ever recorded in my life. And I've recorded thousands. With me. With La Turd. And oh. maybe yesterday's episode is also another top five. So yeah. it's just a big week for podcasting. It is a big week for podcasting. It's a big week for you. Congratulations. Everyone pick up a copy. TheCamperTheCounselor.com. You can buy it anywhere. And if it says out of stock on Amazon, like you'll get it in just a week. Just know like the warehouse will be replenished on Thursday. So it's not going to be a really long wait time or anything. And I'm really grateful for everyone who got the book that I sold out in my first printing. I didn't even think I would sell that many books. Like in the course in of, your lifetime right and it was first week so that's so awesome and please let me know what your kids think of the book like that's what i'm most excited to hear the winding camp roads give, give me goosebumps, goosebumps and chills and you know what i'll give you guys a little bit more of a teaser yeah don't pick that book up. i won't pick that book up because my drinks are behind there i need to stay hydrated maybe you should read my favorite page which one you know my favorite oh, page the, nature the page. greenery the greenery okay so i don't know that i i've, I've shown you guys this when camper and counselor level set on the bunk porch it's kind um, of a, a coming of age moment yeah the counselor it's just like letting camper know what's in store right i don't want to spoil too much this is when she's like getting cracking on with the girlies as they would say on love island there's highs and lows because she's having fun lows. one moment she's bugging out the next <laughs> this is claudia's oh that's a lake scene oh oh pivotal pivotal this is Claudia's favorite page illustration wise like to me that really captures the essence of the book like it's so pure look how look, look at the, the simcha the joy in her eyes the joy in her eyes should I read the page 
But I it's don't know. Kind of like deep into. I the don't book. know if you should just be giving it away for free. This well, is a business. If you do want to just like know what the story is and know what we're talking about and know what happened at the lake, you can get it on Kindle or wherever you get eBooks. It's available as an eBook. If you read it on your Kindle, it'll be in black and white as the Kindle is black and white. But if you read it on the Kindle app on your iPhone or iPad, it's in color. Cute. So they put the graphics in a Kindle kids book. Mm -hmm. How cute. So if you're on the road with your kid and counselors their favorite book pull it up on your Kindle, even on your phone, on your Kindle app. I have the Kindle app on my phone, iPad. I have my Kindle all the time. 100%. But if you really just want to know the plot and what your girly did. And how it thickens. Check it out. Kindle, ebook, e-reader. What are e-readers other than Kindles? Let's talk about e-readers. I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> the fuck is an e-reader? It's I think a Kindle. It, no, I think it's... No, I know it's like an electric reader. I'm not dumb. But I think it, it like if you read on your iPad, like that's your e-reader, right? Yeah, but there I think are other e-reader devices that aren't Kindle. Nook. Barnes & Noble makes their own. Oh, cute. It's called Nook. Yeah, that would be an e-reader. Nobody has it. Like, let's be real. If you have a Nook, you can get Cambering Counselor too. And if you have a Nook, like, maybe try Kindle. <laughs> So honestly, I have to say, I'm so looking forward to doing this episode. I feel like I have not been off my phone in the last four days. And I'm just actually like really looking forward to talking about moronic lunacy. Like yeah. meaningless coverage of things that don't matter. Yeah. And I did Saucy's podcast yesterday after doing ours. I was feeling like, how am I going to get out of it? Switch gears. And I did. And it was just so nice to chit chat. And all that darkness is still waiting. But to have an hour just to bring some levity it felt really good, and that's what we do here, and we're going to try and do it. But we're also going to be real because, you know what, we're not covering problematic celebrities. Yeah, no, and the the, the crossover of celebrities um, and, like, what's going on right now, it's really hard to ignore. And, like, not me losing respect for everybody, like, unfollowing everybody on Instagram. Like, if, if you feel me being curt and short today, it's because I have no respect for this person. Yeah, but I chose stories from unproblematic people, some people doing some great things, some you, people doing some mindless things. Also good. Also we, good. Kelly Ripa has to get up in the morning, so. Where, has Kelly spoken out? Oh, my God. <laughs> has Kelly spoken out? I'm I afraid, wouldn't know. I'm afraid to check. But now it could have expired. By the way, you would know, because everything Kelly does. Is headline news. It would have been a People Magazine story today, so. Let me check. Let me check in on our friend Yikes. K. Rips. I don't want to. Nothing in feed. But I'm not going to slander until you know. Until we no. know for sure. No. Nothing. Nothing on her story. But maybe she posted when it happened. And it yeah. Expired. No, no. Whatever. Like I, I don't want to be that person. Probably but. not. Maybe. But just interesting to note. Interesting to note. Maybe on her show she'll say something. Probably not. But maybe. Maybe. So we're just going to try our best to be the girls that you know and love. Because honestly, I feel like I really need it today. Yeah. Me as well. So. Anything else new with you that you want to share with the class? Yes. What? I thought you'd never ask. I watched Beckham. I know it literally feels like a lifetime ago. It was like PW. No, BW. Before war. And I enjoyed it so much. Like I, I think maybe I was, it was a little bit before my time. I wasn't invested in pop culture when David and, and Victoria Beckham like you took were, on the scene. You were six. I was six and I was American. <laughs> so it really, I didn't realize like how much of a big deal it was in the UK. I was obsessed. I thought the documentary was about their family and them. It's about David. Mm -hmm. And of course that includes parts about Posh, but I'm obsessed. And I just had like so many thoughts on the whole thing. I, my introduction to David Beckham, and I really wish they had spoken about it, was Bend It Like Beckham, the best movie of all time. Kira they Knightley's, didn't mention it? Not once. I was shocked. Because I feel like that's a, obviously he storied, he scored that goal from the half line. Right. I watched the first five from minutes if you can. half line. 
What's it called? Mid midfield. Midfield. I watched the first five minutes. Um, DW during warm. Oh, I was trying. I was trying to get out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Some things are a little too mindless, like you know. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's it's a it's a fine line. It's a tough line to walk. But he's obviously a great soccer player. Would have been always. But I feel like having a movie named with your after name in the title and such a great movie, right? Adds to your legacy. A hundred percent. It was really, and they didn't mention it. I was shocked and disappointed that they disgusting. didn't bring it up. I did want to say, like, my takeaway, though, and I don't know if this is everyone's takeaway, I didn't realize how much David Beckham had been through. Like, did you know that thing at the World Cup? No. So he's, like, the best player. He's literally 12 years old, and he's the best player in the entire world. And so England taps him for the World Cup team. They make it all the way to the finals. They're playing Argentina. Argentina versus Britain. There's, like, history there in, in history, but also in soccer. Like, it's a big matchup. Some, like, asshat player, who actually ends up being filmed in the documentary, he, he gave his, his take on it, like, shoves him to the ground, like, whatever, and David gives him a little kick, he gives him a little frost with his leg, gets thrown out of the game. England is distraught, they're furious at him. Like, talk about being canceled. Furious at him. At David, being like, that's so petulant and immature, he was literally 22. And like, the, the, guy, the other guy started it, so you know what, and, and it was such a minor offense, it's really, they say, worthy of a yellow flag, not a red flag that gets you thrown out. Did the other guy get thrown out? No. But the other guy was in the documentary. I smell a conspiracy. The other guy was in the documentary, and at the very end, he was like, did you feel like they overreacted and he shouldn't have gotten a red flag? And he was like, yeah. It was like a really big deal, it's, it's like if you know the history. Oh my God, was he canceled? He couldn't, he could not, like he couldn't even fly into the country. Like he was so hated, I had no idea about that. So whatever, I'm learning all this about his career. And what I learned, and I don't feel like this was the intentional takeaway from the documentary, but like what a losery way to go out. Do you know how he ended his, his career? In LA, right? Okay. In LA, which isn't losery. It's like he made $250 million to play for like a year. Um, but what I didn't know at the time is like while the LA Galaxy was pouring money into their team, the Major League Soccer League like wasn't pouring money into the league. He was literally playing on like <laughs> in parks. Like it was like <laughs> it was like low budget energy. And it was so weird to see like this prolific player playing on like former football fields. They had like the numbers, the yards like etched in. Yeah. And he he moved his whole family there. Victoria's so happy. She hated living in Spain. Spain media hated her. She just hated it. Did she want to go back to the UK? She wanted to go at, like anywhere else, but she ended up um, loving LA the second they moved there. She's like, somebody once told me when I moved there that LA is like rehab for famous people. And like they could take their, like in, in Madrid, when they lived there, they would literally walk their kids to school and with a camera right behind them. Like so crazy, no privacy. In LA, they have like private yards for the kids to do drop off. She was like, it was just amazing. And after playing there for five minutes, he was like, I hate it here. Rightfully so, because it was Loserville Central. And he goes to Milan. I guess it's like the off season now in LA. He goes to Milan, leaves his team high and dry. His teammates are like speaking out against him, being like, what the fuck? Victoria's not leaving. She stays with the kids. Like they're so happy there. He ends up playing in Milan and being like, this isn't right. Like, I, he comes home, he makes it right with all of his teammates who were, like, speaking out against him. And he ends up playing there for five years, I think, really just to keep Victoria happy and to obviously make a ton of money. The LA Galaxy doesn't even exist anymore. It's called, like, a new team at the LA Football Club. It was, like, such a flop. That's how his career ended. And then he retired after that. Oh, no, I'm sorry. After that, he went to Paris, played for Paris for 30 seconds and retired in Paris. Wow, well, I actually have a lot of respect for him for choosing his family life. Okay, but if you see it through the lens of the documentary, like, he never once chose his family life, like, until the end. When that was the only thing that was left for him? Yeah, and honestly, like, Victoria put up with a lot. 
Yeah. Justice for Victoria. But at least he didn't make them all move and he like moved to Milan, moved to Paris. He wasn't even there for the birth of his second child. Like mm. he really was like, he, and he said like, I love my, he said it in press conferences at the time and he said it now. He's like, I love my family, family's everything, but football's number one. Oh, wow. Because the way you're describing it, I could say, like, he chose to play for a losery team to set his family up financially for the rest of their lives in a city that they would love. So he left Madrid because they they were starting with him. Like, there was infighting with the coaches. And he's like, fuck this. I'm taking the 250 mil. So he didn't even leave for his wife. He left because of his pride in Madrid. Oh, wow. But it all kind of worked out. I just didn't realize how many, like, scandals he kind of went through in the very small insular soccer world. Yeah. And also, I didn't realize, what a man. What a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. So hot. Like, you never in your life saw a man that looked like that. Like, shaved his head. So hot. Grew his hair to his shoulders. So hot. Buzz cut. Like, and his hair was like a thing. And every time he did something with his hair, it was major, major news. And I understand why. Like, it, it's his face. Because you could have any haircut, and you're the hottest man alive. Yeah, even now, so good looking. They did the, like, a lot of the filming was like so close up yeah because so they had David sit down and watch old footage right and like literally zoomed in on his face to get his reactions which was so it was just unnecessary unnecessary. it was unnecessary they didn't do that to Victoria but I feel like there are so many sports documentaries right now there are so many documentaries and you have to set yourself apart like with your filming you need to be creative and artistic you want to win those awards it's competitive so they're trying something new it was really good like highly recommend I will continue watching it at some point I was I think I was enjoying it. And I was learning a lot. And he also like put some, like, soccer's always been like huge, but not really in entertainment and in pop culture. When he started dating Victoria, like, they said that they were like just as famous as Charles and Diana at the time. They were like soccer's Charles and Diana. And they put a target on his back. Like, a lot of the coaches and the managers didn't like, like, he was, you know, doing fashion shows. And he became a brand. And he was making so much money, you know, as the faces of watches and and athleisure companies. And they didn't like that. It it made a lot of coaches dislike him. And he he was naming names. Love that. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Okay, I'm gonna finish watching. And so hot. Like, and when they covered their wedding, they were like, they were just like a little crazy at the time. So they had this big wedding and they told everyone to wear black or white. And they're like, why would they tell people to wear white? They both showed up in bright purple. And they were like sitting talking about it now in the documentary, being like, Yeah, that was like weird. Victoria stood by her decision, but they were like, Yeah, we don't really know why. What is she like? Not what I expected. And you know what? They give they have a lot of behind the scenes uh, Spice Girls footage. And I think the the POV when we were like obsessed with the Spice Girls is like she was cold, right? Mm-hmm. No, she was like, I was really awkward and I didn't really know how to deal with a lot of what was going on with the Spice Girls, but then also with David. So I just like stayed silent. And so many of the other girls were so outgoing. So I just like let them do their thing. And she got and that really translated into a lot of how the media talked about her, like Stone Cold Ice Queen. But she's really not like that. And yeah. she's she was fiercely defensive of David. And she's like, I hate football. I hate soccer um I, she was literally calling people out by names like shame on you shame on you shame on you like she was very involved in everything but also oh she my was... god and he just loved her so like he would be in this training driving se- driving seven hours to London because he was in Manchester driving seven hours there and back to hang out with her for 20 minutes like and it made a lot of his uh, teammates really mad he wasn't focused he didn't care oh he loved her so and still does then there was the infidelity thing and we talked about it last week no they pretty much said he cheated and that's why she fucking hated Madrid because Madrid caused him to cheat because she was like I'm not going until you have a set my kids are in school so I'm not gonna leave until you set everything up for us so I think she waited like almost a year to come and in that year and in that year yeah and she she's a queen she didn't let and so that's why that's why they stayed in LA. She's like, bitch, after everything, I'm finally happy. S- sit down. Yeah, it's her turn. Take a seat. 
Yeah, it was interesting. It was complex dynamics. Nicola was in it for half a second. We need a documentary about her. Yeah, so I thought it was going to be more about them. And I found the soccer stuff interesting, but I needed more more posh. But that's also because it was called Beckham. So you think it's about a family, yes. not a, a person. Yeah. It was great. I loved it. Great. Well, thank you for your recap. Oh, and David Beckham, Jewish king, proud supporter of Israel. So I feel good promoting his, his Netflix documentary. Everybody should watch it. Love that. Yeah. Okay, so without further ado. I think so. It's, a, it's only been 20 minutes. Let's get into the fast five stories that you need to know. We're using, you know, we're playing fast and loose with the word need. Oh, yeah. We always do. We always do. Yeah, that you're going to, here's the fast five stories that you're going to hear today. Whether you like it or not. Today's episode of The Toast is brought to you by Lululemon because praise the Lord, it's legging season. We don't have to shave our legs anymore. We're all wearing leggings and sweaters. And there's really only one option when it comes to purchasing leggings, and that's Lululemon. Because they've, they've got something for everyone. If you live a really active lifestyle, like you run or you jog, check out the fast and free leggings that are powered by their new Lux fabric. It's a weightless on-body sensation with incredible coverage, designed for those looking for a legging that gives them complete freedom while running or jogging. Now, if you are a little less active, like you, you work out and then you love to run errands right after, or wear leggings, you know, just doing active tings, check out the Wonder Train leggings. Their most innovative fabric, the Everlux fabric, is their fastest drying fabric so if you like to work out in the morning and then do a bunch of things in the afternoon you know you work or you run grocery run to the grocery store this is perfect for both the fabric is really really drying so once you're done working out no crotch sweat no stains no embarrassing stains keep the leggings on and keep going girl and then the align leggings which are my favorite because i love the align collection from lululemon i have a ton of stuff from that collection it's the Nulu fabric, so this is perfect for, you know, the more casual, low-intensity workouts, or if you just like to wear leggings as casual wear, which I absolutely love to do. I'm always wearing leggings. So that's the Align leggings. Whatever you're looking for, Lululemon has you covered, whatever your lifestyle is. So get into all the Lululemon leggings at lululemon.com. That's L-U-L-U-Lemon.com. Lululemon.com. Sweat a weather. It's here, you guys. Praise be. Thank you, Lululemon, for ushering in this gorgeous time of year. Today's episode is also brought to you by Ring Concierge, the leading luxury jeweler, jeweler committed to designs by women for everyone. Ring Concierge offers accessible, on-trend, and wearable everyday fine jewelry for how the modern woman stacks and layers her pieces. So it's fine jewelry, but it's meant to be worn every day. I think this is the best thing you can give someone as a gift because it, it's made really well. It lasts a really long time. You're not going to be tarnishing your skin. Also, if you're like, you know, expecting a gift coming up, like a birthday, an anniversary, maybe, you know, Hanukkah or Christmas, send a link to the person in your life from Ring Concierge because you know you're getting a good gift. They create custom handcrafted engagement rings as well. So if that time of year is, uh, is around the corner, send the link. They specialize in getting you the biggest diamond within your budget. So they make fine jewelry at every price point, And it's, a, you know, no surprise why it's a celebrity cult favorite jewelry brand. So well made. It's so beautiful. I got a gift from Jackie, actually, a pair of earrings from Ring Concierge. And I have to say, it's like, it's the best thing. I think she would consider it a A-plus investment. And, of course, we have a code for you guys. So the code is 20TOAST, 2-0-T-O-A-S-T. You can shop fine jewelry at ringconcierge.com. Use that code for 20% off your fine jewelry purchase. I feel like it's so much better to invest in good jewelry pieces that you'll have forever as opposed to just like buying crap that you really can't wear for more than a few weeks. This is really well made. It's really beautiful. It's a really reputable brand. I love their Instagram. It's like one of my favorite pages to follow for jewelry inspo and especially for engagement rings. So if you or someone you know is looking to get engaged, check out the Ring Concierge. Highly recommend. Love their work. And again, we have a code. So you can shop the fine jewelry at ringconcierge.com and use code 20 toast for 20% off your fine jewelry purchase. Today's episode is also brought to you by Caraway, a brand favorite here at The Toast. So whether you're making a fall feast, a quick girl dinner, or you know it is that time of year according to uh, the weather, a chili, 
you gotta do so in your Caraway Homes non-toxic products. They make cozy seasons safe and stylish. So their internet famous kitchenware is a staple for any home. It comes in a variety of modern shades to fit with whatever design aesthetic you have. You know, you have a, a, a light and bright kitchen, a dark and moody kitchen, whatever it is, Caraway's got you covered. Their non-toxic kitchenware features a chemical-free ceramic coating. Food can be prepared with peace of mind that no hard to pronounce chemicals will leach into your healthy ingredients. So you might, you might be asking, what's different about Caraway? Why is this kitchenware different from all other kitchenwares? Well, here's why. First of all, it's non-toxic, so their products are made without any toxic materials, so no hard-to-pronounce chemicals are going to leach into your healthy ingredients that you spent a lot of money on. It's easy cooking, so their naturally slick surface means minimal oil or butter is required for easy cleaning. So if you hate cooking because of the dishes, this makes it so much easier. Or if you live with someone who le leaves, you know, cheese on a pan and then puts it in the sink, this is a caraways for the girls who are cleaning up after the men in their lives. That's that's what I'll say, and it's really well loved. So. Visit CarawayHome.com slash The Toast to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners, so visit CarawayHome.com slash The Toast or use code The Toast at checkout. Caraway, it's non-toxic cookware made modern, and The Toast has got you covered at CarawayHome.com slash The Toast or just code The Toast. First up, Gwyneth Paltrow uses her Oscar as a doorstop. I saw She queen. said it works perfectly. No more sliding doors here. That's funny. My, by the way, like we invented sliding doors. We did, but you still haven't watched it? No. I think it's actually better to keep the mystery alive. It is, because the way I had it in my head, it was a really good movie, but the way I had it in my head, it was a better story. It'll never live up to the hype of yeah, your brain. It's true. So Gwyneth Paltrow was caught using her Oscar trophy to prop open an outdoor gate on her property. In a new video interview with Vogue, she did 73 questions. Um, the interviewer said, what a beautiful Academy Award. She said, it's my doorstop. It's literally in the dirt. It's outside. It's so funny. Do you think that it's really there all the time or it's just like an Easter egg for the video so that, you know, it's people buzzing? watch it? I don't know. I could see Gwyneth like not giving a fuck about Oscars. She's like Hollywood royalty. Like, yeah, oh, this whole thing got it in 99. And also really, what else are you going to do with it other than display it? At least now it serves a purpose. No, I also feel like Kim is uh, Kim. Gwyneth is very into like the decluttering lifestyle. Like she doesn't have shelves with shit on it, you know? Yeah. That's just how I feel like her design aesthetic to be. So I can see people being like, this is such an affront to everyone who's ever wanted an Oscar. Like, you don't respect the arts. And to you, I'd say, get a grip. And I love this. Like, oh, this thing that so many people covet. It's in the dirt. It's the shit on my shoe. It's the shit on my shoe. That's Queen Gwyneth for you, putting life in perspective. As much as people find her so unrelatable, I think a lot of people will find this relatable because a lot of people, like, look at the Oscars and, and these things is just, like, so meaningless, and stupid. And so for her to treat it that way queen no I love Gwyneth Paltrow and nothing she does would make me dislike her so <clears throat> when I win my Oscar I'll be wiping my ass with it which would be ex extremely painful ow yeah but you know what shows them <laughs> sure sure <laughs> Um, so yeah, she's doing 73 questions. She's done it before, correct? Uh, I'm sure she has, but I, I actually love 73 questions. I feel like so much of the content, but oh my God, I ended up on this TikTok. I totally forgot to say this on the toast. Margaret sent it to me. This girl was like, I am watching a Vogue beauty video. You know, they've like, what's in my bathroom or yeah. whatever. And I clicked on one of the links in the YouTube description and it took me to this Google doc 
that was like publicly and it was a Conde Nast Google Doc where um, they had basically kept a list of all the videos they've done and how because I guess they use like commission links affiliate links. so they post like oh here's Rihanna's skincare routine and then they link all the products and they make money off of and so they have a list of whose videos generated how much this girl was like I feel like this is illegal I don't know how I got here it was fascinating let me tell you not one of those videos made more than like a thousand dollars isn't that crazy for Conde Nast yeah and the person who you would think wasn't even like a big star it was like an influencer because those are people with actual influence yeah it was really interesting who was the most do you remember it was somebody so unremarkable and like I don't remember was anyone surprisingly low all literally all of them I feel like it was like a youtuber like Eliza Koshy or something like who had done really well got it it was very interesting I love when people in like with with high jobs like make big mistakes yeah and then we get to enjoy like I know that they get fired or like literally like it ruins their lives and I have a lot of sympathy for that I really do but like the joy I feel like reading this thing yeah or like this when, information I would never get when the social media manager accidentally posts, posts like her personal picture to the company Instagram I don't feel like that should be a viral offense no. um and it does bring me great joy it it's does I'd be like funny. it's just funny especially, it's so relatable especially when it's just like funny uh, something funny like when the pope's instagram like liked a bikini model on instagram like i'm sorry that's funny and there's you know it and you know it wasn't the pope like the mm, pope. i don't know if i know that i don't know if i know that no i'm totally kidding um one thing you can like guarantee about jackie and i is like we will never stop talking about the time the pope's instagram liked that only fans <laughs> models picture because we never got down to the bottom of it there was really no there was resolution no accountability. there was no accountability and, and the catholics deserve better they really do but from their leadership it's just such a funny thing that's just so you know the pope has been a, a, a thing a fixture for centuries and only fans has infiltrated that impenetrable structure it, it it could only happen in 2023 you know so true it was 2022 i believe but i know what you mean you know like if you had told the if pope you had told years prior that their legacy <laughs> when it comes to the toasters would be liking that bikini bikini model <laughs> i wouldn't have believed it yeah it's so funny. And especially as two girls who used to work in social media management, that's like your biggest fucking fear. Oh my God, you, you like literally go wake up in the middle of the night. And you're like, <laughs> no, you wake up in the middle of the night being like, like literally, what did I post? Like it'll, it'll, it gives you night terrors. Yeah. I don't think that ever happened to me though. No. Or at least not in a way that was like catastrophic. Bad, you know? Yeah. But it's frightening. You, it's just it's not good you guys no, no matter how you look at it it's really not I don't know how we got here oh kind of asked so I just love Gwyneth like unrelatable inaccessible rich out of touch and I want nothing else but that and keeping it real she doesn't change it's not like they're like Gwyneth you're not reading relatable to people like maybe try going to McDonald's right no she has built a billion dollar brand off of being completely inaccessible it's beyond inspiring yeah I love her. She's like so scrupled in her unwillingness to, to adapt. Relate. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And I and you know what? Like there's proof that like I feel like they're always saying especially when you work as like an influencer or a celebrity like you have to be relatable to like sell anything. And she's just a testament to that not being true. More than that, you need to be true to yourself. Authenticity reads more than relatability. Authenticity greater, greater than, than relatability. Who to thunk? Me. Gwyneth. I love her. That's the lesson of the day. Yeah. Mm. And also, the lesson of the day is if Gwyneth Paltrow is doing an Instagram Q&A, tap through every story. It's the funniest shit you'll ever see in your life. She, that's the type of person, like, she has nothing to lose. Like, she can't get canceled. Like, she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Love. Love. Are you ready for our next story? I guess. Um, A little tea on Kris Jenner and Caitlyn (coughs) Jenner. Oh, I saw this. So, um... 
Caitlin sat down for a British daytime program called This Morning and revealed the sad truth that she no longer has anything to do with the famous momager, despite having been married for 22 years and sharing two daughters together. So Caitlin's remarks were said to have caused some family drama between the Kardashian-Jenner clan. A source close to the pair has shed light on her reasons for their rift, claiming that the exes no longer have anything in common aside from a lack of desire to fix their broken relationship. The insider exclusively added to DailyMail.com that Chris believes Caitlin to be a completely different person to the one she married in 1991 and that despite I mean that's putting it mildly (laughs) (laughs) sorry it's like Chris believes her right no like she is a completely different person right to the one that she married and despite one sharing a life together they would now have trouble maintaining a conversation without it becoming awkward I imagine it's awkward the thing is I wouldn't expect these two to really ever be friendly except for the fact that like they co-parent two kids and like I'm sure that's actually really hard on Kendall and Kylie however um I do feel like Caitlyn like talks a little too much. Chris never talks about Caitlyn ever. She doesn't need to. Caitlyn kind of does, mm-hmm. and it just I feel like every time she's like Caitlyn's in this documentary about the Kardashians, like she she does a little too much, and it drives a wedge even further between her and everyone. But I do wonder like how they deal with the kids. Well, the kids are grown, so it's not like it's your parents and they're looking after you and they have to communicate about dropping off for soccer practice. So yeah. it's like Kendall and Kylie can spend time with whoever they want and move on with their lives. It's just like, it adds an element of, of awkwardness. Yeah, it does. But here's the thing. Both Caitlin and Chris are staunch supporters of Israel. Therefore, I'm staunch supporters of both of them. And yeah, that's and where it, my loyalties lie today. And it seems like they're not trying, like this person said, they're not trying to make it worth. They are both only thing they agree on is that they don't want to fix their relationship. and Which is and, fine. Which is fine. Like communication and relationships are not for everyone. No, not every relationship is meant to last forever. Or we're meant to be fixed. Like just leave it broken. Move on. Yeah, better than like, honestly, sometimes trying to fix shit just makes it worse. And also the dynamics here are so complicated. Intricate. Yeah. It's so true. Between like the money and the fame. like and No, and, and the transition. Of course, no, of Being course. Being married to one person who then becomes a different person. 100%. I can't pretend to know what that's like. Right. Uh, this insider said, Chris is still trying to deal with the transition. A man she fell in love with and had kids with is no longer around. It's as if he is dead and she already has one dead husband to deal with. And all those emotions, it's easier to separate from it than to meet it head on. For sure. For, I, I can sympathize with that. Yeah. They say like when someone transitions, it's really considered like a death of that former person. Right. Even when you use their own name it's called a dead name right right so i don't think these two need to really work it out i'm not i'm not holding out hope for that either no wishing them well wishing them well as well and speaking of some jenners who don't seem to be problematic today brody jenner is making coffee with his fiance's breast milk okay i saw this and i wanted to get your thoughts well here's the thing my thoughts are really complex because you know my ass tried olivia's breast milk one time just because like i was curious you know it's not something I'm necessarily proud of. I just thought it's like important context before I drag someone. Um, it's gross. And it's weird. But they ran out of almond milk. What else were they to do? Oh, I don't know. Regular milk? No, like skim. Have your coffee black? 2%. Run to the store? Creamer? Go puff? Half and half? Like, I, I could go on. Yeah. Like, don't they live in Malibu? There's farms everywhere. Get some unpasteurized they shit. They probably have a cow out back. No, this is weird. However, I'm aware of the, you know, medical benefits of, it's a good for you. It's, there's no more nutritious product on the planet. Full of vitamins and nutrients. Yeah. So I love someone putting their health first. I do. But we were just having this conversation. Is, like, we were talking about breast milk, like, being dairy. So 
It's definitely has dairy properties, especially if you eat dairy and then nurse. But some mothers will find that their babies are lactose intolerant. Right. So they cut out dairy so that it's not in the breast milk. And then that milk wouldn't be dairy. Right. So I don't feel like I'm, it would even... I think. I don't think it would even make for particularly good coffee. Yeah. I think How did he say he tasted? Um, it was definitely like Instagram shtick. It's a bit of a bit. And I'm just finding it very interesting i'm just obsessed with breast milk you know and it's, no we know and if you have wow mamas, oh shut up mama victim energy yet why can't i be obsessed with breast milk i asked jackie to move her water and she was like i need to stay hydrated i'm a breastfeeding mama like don't weaponize your only, breasts like no i need to stay hydrated i'm a breastfeeding mama weaponizing period. your breasts period weaponizing your breasts um it's just it's 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 so fascinating to me. I know. Milk. And I, know. I feel like it should be to everyone. It's a medical, not medical, it's a natural marvel. Marvel, for sure, for babies. And I'm just glad to see like Brody Jenner. He used to be the talk of the town. Drinking tequila. Out at Ledoux. Ledoux. And now he's at home having a cup of joe with some breast with some milk. milk. I think it's beautiful. It's nice to see how people evolve, that's for sure. Yeah, it's a beautiful story of evolution. And I love to see like his respect for breast milk. Like that's just a funny It's a picture. cute picture. Also, the thing about Brody Jenner is like he's really hot. And he always has been, and I feel like maybe he always will be. And you could just get away with more stuff when yeah. you're when you're hot. Mm-hmm. And a man. So wishing you well. Wishing them well. They have a nice He really has like family. a nice life. And he's gotten serious. Yeah, settle down. We respect. We do. Be careful. <laughs> also, like, she must be a super producer, because in your house, you're just right. not giving away milk. No, well, now, like, round two, I have more to spare. But, but she, still. No, she obviously is doing well in production, because if she weren't, I would not spend a drop on anything. I will all, never forget. Never in my life forget. Last go around when you were breastfeeding, we were doing a photo shoot, mm-hmm. and you were literally pumping in the trailer. You put all your milk in the fridge in the trailer. Uh huh. We go to the photo shoot. We come back and they switched our trailers. Like they literally drove the trailer away and like brought in a new one. I don't. I don't fucking know why. It seems like an incredible waste of money. Breakdown. Breakdown. Calling the driver. Literally got the driver to turn back around on the highway to bring her back her two bags of breast milk. Yeah, that's liquid gold. Yeah. No, like imagine leaving a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> in a trailer. Like you would go get it too. Yeah. No, and that's just like wrong. They were wrong for that. Yeah. No. Like, what if I left like. What if you left your son in there? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was just like a crazy thing to do. Yeah, that wasn't my fault. Like, that no, was I wasn't saying it was your fault. I was just showing your um, dedication, dedication to the breast milk. Yes, yes, for sure. Even this time, if I and I have like more breast milk to spare, like I would still make them bring it back. Of course, that's mine. That's mine. I worked hard for it. Right. It was just like kind of a, um, like a manipulative thing of a, for them to do. Yeah, I like love how you're like when we were on a photo shoot. We did one photo shoot once. I don't know. I feel like I've done, done I've done like You've three. Done like three. <laughs> yeah, so one of the many photo shoots that I've done. Don't be rude. Yeah, no, we love doing photo shoots together. We are models for actually. We <laughs> hated it. We our takeaway was that models are severely underpaid, <laughs> and it's the worst job in the world. Yeah. And honestly, like, people who are there's like a general thing. Like, people, something people always say, like, modeling is easy. Models are dumb. Couldn't be me. I, I could never be a full-time model. And I've gotten many offers. I'm fielding them constantly. You're so strong. So brave. Today's episode is also brought to you by Masterclass. Um, I don't know if you guys have been, like, seeing me acting different. Like, I'm better than everyone and smarter than everyone. And it's because I am. Because I took a Masterclass with Bob Iger. Because I, too, am trying to become a multi-multi. What is he, a billionaire? 
maybe he's a billionaire, but you know, it's important to set goals for yourself. So masterclass, you can learn from the best, become your best with masterclass from leadership to negotiating, to creativity, to cooking, whether you're watching masterclass on TV, listening in audio mode in their app or on their website, the quality really speaks for itself. Cause think about how much it would cost to take one-on-one -on -one classes from the world's best tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars. But with masterclass, an annual membership is just $10 a month. So, it's basically taking the world's leaders, the world's smartest, the world's most successful, and making them your personal mentors, which most of us would never you know, really have the option to because we're all a bunch of nobodies. But with Masterclass, you're a somebody. And their memberships start at $120 a year for unlimited access to one-on-one -on -one classes with all 180 plus Masterclass instructors. So you've got former FBI Chris Vosses. He's giving a negotiation class. They also have Esther Perel's Relation Intelligence class. It's really amazing. It's unparalleled access to some of the world's best and brightest and most successful. And if you're looking to like level up in your business or level up your your self-image, there's so many different reasons why someone might want to take a masterclass. It's also an amazing thing to give to someone. I know Jackie got it for someone in her life who is in the arts and they loved it. So boost your confidence and find practical takeaways that you can apply to your life. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash toast. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash toast. That's masterclass.com slash toast. Are you ready for our next story about someone who's actually strong and brave? Yes. Netflix's Fauda star, Lior Raz, joins his brave brothers-in-arms on Israel's front line to help rescue trapped families near bombarded town of Stayrot after Hamas's bloody invasion. So I've been seeing this on Instagram because Lior Raz is on the show Fauda, which I don't watch yet. I know, I need to watch it. It's this Israeli show that's like so popular here in America. Yeah, and it's about... I think situation similar to what's happening in Israel right now. It's like Mossad, Mossad energy vibes, whatever. And he is arming up to help rescue innocent civilians in the isolated town of Stayro, which is right near the border and is constantly hit heavily during these um, conflicts and especially this week. Not to make everything about us, um, but he did speak at our high school. He did. It was like such an affair. Like, like it was for the students and like literally alumni were breaking down the door to get in because people love him so much. Had I graduated already? Yeah, like two years ago. Oh, oh, oh okay. Um, it was such a big deal for the community. I love this man. I respect this man. I would lay my life out on the line for this man. And this is true heroicism and bravery. And we stand. I got to start watching Fauda. Yeah. I also heard it's it. just like a great show. Heard that for years. Um, you know life imitating art. You know what I was thinking about last night? <laughs> Bar Raffaele. I feel like for so long she was like the only Israeli representation in like American entertainment no, and media. and now she has a dartboard with Gal Gadot's face on it. Yeah, no, like Gal Gadot came, snatched her image up. <laughs> but then Barra Faley went through her own sort of like distressing times. I think she evaded taxes, understandable, and was facing some jail time in Israel. Yeah. Queen. What's she up to now? I don't know. Let's check her Instagram. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I feel like for so long she was one of the faces no, and then, like, there was that song about her. Really? Like, Bar Raffaella Giselle, no, that's Brazilian. Bar Raffaella. What song is that? Oh, she's, she's popping off. Of course she Please. is, because she has a duty Follow. to outdo Gal Gadot. Follow. Our next story is about Gal Gadot, though. Of course. Queen because Wonder Woman. Because she's on set with Jason Momoa filming a movie tied up on a rooftop in Venice. They're filming a movie called In the Hand of Dante. Okay, I want to say something. Please. And I hate, and I'm, I would never speak ill of my Israeli queen, Gal Gadot, even though what she did with that Imagine video, she should be I think she's thoroughly ashamed. ashamed. No, and honestly, like, has she not been punished enough? <laughs> <laughs> I it, think she has been. But it's important to remember. Like, and I don't it, want to send hate her way, but, like, it was her idea. But I also, but I feel like it's misogynistic to put it all, and maybe anti-Semitic, to put it all on her. There were a number of celebrities in that video. Oh, no, for sure. But 
she like started the group chat and like told she gave out the parts she was kind of like the choreographer i know i hate to at times like this to send any hate her way um because she's a queen and i love her um but i had something else to say not even about imagine i have like a hot take I think I know what it is. Like, besides Wonder Woman, like, Gaga Dutz movies are not good. Well, you obviously didn't see Keeping Up with the Joneses. No, I didn't, but I saw Death on the Nile, and, like, she was just not giving good acting. Like, yeah, that's what I. I'm sorry, you know what? I feel like this is really not the time for me to hate on the Israeli actress. I take it back. Like, yeah. I, I really take it back. No, she's a queen. I like her movies. She's the most beautiful woman in the world. Mm -hmm. I would take a bullet for her. Mm -hmm. And it's as simple and as complicated as that. Well, now she's in a movie with Jason Momoa, which got me thinking about Game of Thrones because I feel like since like all the Sophie Turner stuff and everyone's uh -huh. like evaluating her career and TMZ's like she hasn't worked since right. Game of Thrones. Like, who would you say is the most successful Game of Thrones actor? Jason Momoa. Right. And spoiler alert, he was killed off in season one. Like, Maybe it's that's so crazy. why, because he had to go and find other work while the other actors were like resting on their laurels of this eight season show they thought might go on forever. The thing is, I would say he's the most successful, but I would say him and Sophie Turner are like equally famous. Yeah, but... Amelia Clark's also really famous. Yeah, but she's not. I, I think she's on a lower level yeah, than just Sophia Joe. Yeah, just because her personal Joe. life doesn't seem to be interesting. Right. No, and like she did that one movie with the guy in the wheelchair, and like, oh, yeah. what else after that? Me before, Me before you. you, which like she, she did a holiday rom com for Netflix. Even I didn't watch it. Yeah, that's yikes. And so. I love her, and I love holiday, and I love watching stuff on Netflix. It's true. So I don't know where it went wrong. It's yikesville. Yeah. If you're not even watching Honestly, it. Honestly, there it's just the categories too saturated and inundated and it became overwhelming for me and I had to back away from the whole category. Toxic environment. <laughs> dare I say Netflix like ruined those holiday oh. movies? They like they you dare say they commercialized them too much and like Hallmark had this amazing thing going on and Netflix just straight out copied it with like bigger budgets and bigger celebrities. And honestly, the beauty of Hallmark is the lack of money and the lack of celebrities. Like Yeah. They, it was wrong. It was wrong what they did. No, and they have all these huge movies with, like, the Brooke Shields one we watched that recently. Horrible. Horrible. Even oh, when they got God. Lindsay Lohan to come out okay. of retirement that back into Ant. That one was good. I didn't watch it. I liked it. I'm sure it was good. I liked it, yeah. Oh, they have that one with Vanessa Hudgens. That was, like, the one thing that they did. They were like, let's test out. Let's steal Hallmark's whole brand and see if it works for us. And they did it with Princess Diana Story, whatever it's called, with Vanessa Ann. Don't forget the Ann. And it they, popped off. And they also did that other royal, right, the first royal, one they a did. Christmas, Christmas Prince. A Christmas Prince. And those were two nobodies. And it was hugely successful. I think they need to go back to the nobodies. I was happy for Vanessa Ann, like, for real. But I was sad for, for Hallmark. I can't lie. Like, this was their homegrown idea. Yeah. Just completely stolen, like their intellectual property snatched. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. But I feel like they came out on the other side. Yeah, they still do what they do. Like for Netflix, it was a trend and they were just like hopping on the bandwagon. So it wasn't authentic. It was not authentic. But Hallmark is still doing what they do best. Yeah. What were we saying? Game of Thrones. What were you saying? Amelia Clark. Oh yeah, no, she like kind of like fell off the face of the earth. Right. So who's the most successful, Jason Momoa? Because who else? Because who? Even like Jon Snow, literally oh, hasn't yeah. been in anything. No, there was a moment there because he married the uh, Rose Leslie. The wildling. Yeah. And there was she excitement was, there, and there was she like, was in Downton Abbey. Yeah, but you're right. Small part. What happened there? Oh, Hottie McGee. Hottie McGee. Jamie Lannister. Uh, he's good too. Hot, he's other in, Hottie McGee. I think his name is Richard in real life. Madden. Yeah, the bodyguard. Oh, yeah. Hottie McGee. What happened to you? He does stuff. He, he works. Be, he should be in Bridgerton. Yeah. As one of the brothers. It's a little late for that. No, for sure. Uh, he works. I'm sure they all work. Jon Snow doesn't work. <sighs> but 
Jamie Lannister works. He was just in that show on Netflix. And he's in the best movie of all time. The Other Woman. And when you've done that, you can just... Honestly, when you've done that, you can only go down from there, for real. Like, no, but you can sleep easy knowing your legacy is intact. It's protected. <laughs> Even though he made it through all through eight seasons of Game of Thrones, but nothing he does will ever be better than The Other Woman. It's kind of like a curse to be on Game of Thrones. I feel like you could say that about a lot of really big shows. Like what? I have to think. Like, what are the succession people going to do next? Nothing. Amazing question. I saw Shiv in some turnt Apple TV show. <laughs> like, it looked so bad. Sending prayers and thoughts to her and her whole family. And it's also, like, lightning doesn't strike twice for most people. For Jason Momoa, it did. Yeah, but maybe there's a person who got struck by lightning twice. It's Jason Momoa. Let me tell you why, why it happened for Jason Momoa. And I think it's like, a, here's the lesson of the day. Don't be afraid to be different. Like, Jason Momoa's hair unlike other hair like his whole energy like he could have conformed to Hollywood buzz cut you know he just like was so himself in such a unique way I've never seen someone so good looking and so different looking than other other men you know mm -hmm. I don't think there's anybody who looks like him and his looks I'm sorry it's not really his talent it's his looks that took him as far as he did I'm sorry um and he just like stood with his look you yeah. know which was which was unorthodox yeah that's the lesson be yourself that's what we're saying that's what we said about Gwyneth stay true to yourself those colloquial, like, cringy things are so true sometimes. Yeah, like the things Be that, yourself. Everybody else is taken. Everybody else sucks. <laughs> that's more, that's better. Yeah. That's more better. That's more better. The things that, like, the teachers have. What's popular is not always right, and what's right is not always popular. If that ain't, ain't that the, the damn truth. truth. It's so true. I need more, like, quote cards, inspirational quotes in my life. Maybe for my next apartment, that'll be, like, my design aesthetic. <laughs> Teachers, we have so many teacher toasters. Send me your best, Wait. most inspired. Oh, teachers, where do you get those things? Um, scholastic fairs, for sure. I don't know. They always have them, like, right in time. I got another one. For back to school. I got another. Wait, it, it was just with me. Of course, the golden the, well, rule. That's what I was going to say. Do one to others as you would have others do one to you. <sighs> I don't love that one. Easier said than done. No, it's so true. And also, like, who is this other? Yeah. What have, what's their history with me? Right. Context. Do unto others as they deserve to be treated by you. That's bad. I also don't love an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. If I'm blind, bitch, you better be too. I completely agree. And it's just one eye, really. So you could still see out of the other. So true. But actually, if you came for my eye, I'm coming for both of yours. Like, yeah. fuck around and find, find out. out. That should be on the teacher inspiration. Mess cards. around and find out. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I absolutely love the toes. You know this, what else the teachers need? The camera and the counselor. And that's that's called a, a callback, you guys. It's called full circle. Teachers, mamas, grandmas, grandpas, dads, caretakers, aunties, godmothers, godfathers. This is for you. <laughs> if you're not watching on YouTube today, you dismiss like an A-plus joke. The godfathers need it. You come to me on the day. On, on my, on my pub, pub day. day. So yeah. this is my fault. Um, my nose is running. So that's a wrap. That's all she wrote. That's all I wrote for my first book, The Camper and the Counselor. My children's book, it's here. I worked so hard on this book. This story has been living rent-free in my mind for five years. And I'm so glad that you guys will be getting copies in hands today. And if supporting Jackie like isn't reason enough, let me give you another reason why maybe you should buy this book. It's no secret that there's kind of this divisive energy here at Toast headquarters. The fact that your first book was written about our other sister, like not me, right. the other sister who doesn't work with you every day. No. Um, and I'd be lying if I said it wasn't hurtful, but I understand how the story came to fruition in a very organic way. And if there's any hope of a sequel, 
of course, inspired by me. Olivia can fuck all the way off. Um, this she one, has not been, campaign, been campaigning like you Okay, good. Been. This one has to be successful because if this one flops, and this book already is a success, like I said, we're out of printing, but if it's like such an enormous success and there's so much demand for a sequel. That I can't not. Trudy Lou goes to the zoo? Except it, she will be Trudy Lou because I'm not going to write a children's book about Trudy. I'm just not going to do it. Why? I feel like it's a really good way of um, introducing young people to the joys of bowel movements. Perhaps. But maybe Trudy Lou makes a Trudy Lou. <laughs> maybe. If, but she's got to be Trudy. Well, you know what? We'll talk. We'll talk. My people will call your people. And let's see how this one does. Ben, we'll give you a call. <laughs> Zach looks forward to answering. <laughs> so that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast the Millennium Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stars that you need to do every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us the Toast, leave a five star review about a beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day. We will see you tomorrow for hump day. Mm. Love ya. Bye. Bye.